Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Planners for the Planet. It's Candice here. And today I'm flying solo because my trusty co-host and partner in climate, Natalie, is actually getting ready to present to one of our regional tourism offices here in Ontario on sustainability. So I, you know, like most things, (laughs) thank you for joining us to all our listeners. We're super excited this week to welcome one of our friends of TSEF, uh, Romina, Romina Kwong. Welcome, Romina. I'm so excited that we get a chance to chat. Finally, it feels like forever. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. No problem. So for our listeners, Romina and I connected over Instagram, I want to say maybe like maybe a year, maybe a bit more, a year and a half on Instagram, where we connected over conversations about sustainability. And that was kind of our spark to, um, you know, get together. You've attended uh, one of our past events with TSEF. You were involved in one of our breakout room sessions and leading that. So you've become uh, one of our allies here in sustainability, and we're so happy to have met you on social media. So to tell everyone a a little bit about you, and then I'll I'll let you get into more details. Romina has over 12 years of experience in the hospitality industry, and she has a degree in environmental studies. And through her company, Eco-Friendly Events, she acts as a sustainability consultant, environmental expert, and advocate, helping to support value-based businesses, business owners, to make better choices in order to reduce the impact that their event or their business had on, has on the environment. Excuse me. So, Romina... Thank you so much again for making time for me today to chat. And I just wanted to jump right in and and have you do, I guess, a better introduction than I just did. (laughs) I might have butchered it. And tell everyone a little bit, a bit more about you, your company, and your sustainability journey. Yeah, no, that introduction was perfect. Thank you. Um, Yeah, to give you a little bit more of a background, I did do a degree in environmental studies. And after I did the degree, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I feel like at the time when I finished... A lot of the jobs that were in the environmental field were a lot of research jobs, and that was something that I was definitely not interested in. (laughs) And um, about a year or so later, I was helping with a friend. I was a bridesmaid um, for her wedding, and it kind of clicked, and I was like, oh, maybe I like events. And so I went back to school for event management, and during my time volunteering, um, my internship, and then just being... Um, hired on shortly after that was there's a huge gap between events and environmental sustainability. And it was so heartbreaking at the end of a festival to see everything pretty much just go into one bin because everything was mixed up, um, especially at a drinking festival where like even from personal experience as an attendee, you sort of just don't really care at that point where something ends up is just like, just put it in a bin and then you kind of just walk away and continue enjoying yourself. Out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I wanted to do something about it. And that's why I started Eco-Friendly Events. And I was so happy to see um, both you and Natalie already doing that in the industry, especially here in Canada, and just seeing what other people are doing around the world as well is really cool. Um, And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So since then, I've been, yeah, working with businesses um, and hosting my own sustainability mastermind to sort of get the movement continuing um, in people's businesses, but also in their day-to-day as well. I just find a lot of the information, whether it's on social media or elsewhere, it's very overwhelming for somebody who doesn't know where to start or is maybe like partway through the journey. And it's just really, really confusing. So helping them through cut the cut through the noise, um, so to speak. 
so yeah, that's um, a little bit about me and my background. I love it. I, you know, I think a lot of our event professionals listening, they do have those aha moments at an event. I know the same, my story is very similar to yours, where you have that aha moment looking at the overflowing trash cans or stuff that you know personally should have been in the recycle bin and not have been going to a landfill. And that it's like a pit in your stomach, right? And you feel like, I know we could be doing better. Why aren't we doing better? And that's the catalyst a lot of the time for people like you to take action. And Nat and I, that was kind of our thing. Like, if we're feeling this way, I'm pretty sure our colleagues out there are as well. So thank you for what you do. I think it's really admirable and noble putting your background, your scientific academic background to use in such a practical way in our industry to actually move people to action. That's a lot of the times what's missing, right? In the puzzle, yes. breaking it down into simplistic language and telling us how we can do better. Um, and you do some really cool stuff on Instagram. I follow you and you do your sustainability series. I think it's weekly every Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, my Wednesday wisdoms. They yeah. started off weekly. Um, it's been sort of on and off since, but definitely something I try to do um, each week. <laughs> yeah, and your topics are so relatable. Um, I think you did one about, you know, greening your home office and you know, knowing the difference between plastics, you know, that the number on the bottom of the bottle or the takeout container, yet so many little bits and nuggets of information that we could really incorporate into everyday life, shopping habits, food habits, food waste, all things that we can implement in our, in your business life or personal life. So that's great. I love you. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And so let's talk a bit more about our industry. So you're in events, you know, you've got this wealth of knowledge. It must be frustrating when you look at what's happening, um, you know, in our industry, in the world, really. So what's Mm -hmm. been been your biggest learning and your greatest frustration based on your experience working so far in sustainability? Um, The biggest learning is that people care, like the thought and the consciousness is there. It's um, just really frustrating because they, they know that it's important, but they're not implementing it or they're not trying or they're not putting, bringing these conversations up with their clients. Um, just because I know speaking to event planners saying that they are aware that we can do better, but their clients aren't requesting it. So they're not really doing it. And I feel like we can definitely flip the switch a little bit and pose these questions to our clients saying, how would you feel? And really educating them. Um, and saying that, well, we can change like one or two things. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, at least that's my approach. I don't believe you can have a completely zero waste event. Um, and so, yeah, that's the most frustrating part. And I think on a couple of events, they've sort of fell to the wayside because there wasn't a designated person or team to really make that connection Mm -hmm. and to get, you know, the waste sorted or to make sure that everything ends up in the right bin at the end of the night. Um, So that's been incredibly frustrating, but then also um, hopeful for me to sort of fill in that gap in that niche. Right. I know that the knowing and the doing, there's such a big gap between those two things, right? And it's how do we get people, move them to action? And and it's, it's very much a mindset thing, the psychology behind the whole thing, right? Which is, I feel like a whole other episode, but yeah, (laughs) I agree with you. 
in that being a big pain, a, a bone of contention too. When I speak to others in the industry, they're like, yes, we know, we know it's more than just plastic bags and plastic straws, but what can I do? I'm just one event planner. And that way of thinking is not going to get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And challenging your clients. I And, you know, we've said this before, Nat and I had past events. Um, we will really like to see event planners taking more of a leadership role versus follower role mm-hmm. let us be the ones to have those hard conversations with event stakeholders clients and push the boundaries a bit more in terms of how they think about their event legacy and tying it back to their corporate policies and, and values and mission statements because it's great that you've got all those but are you actually implementing it in your events so I hear you there, girl. It's it's really frustrating. Um, yeah. And I think something to also keep in mind is that some attendees, depending on who your audience is, like if it is um, like a younger audience, they're a, much more aware of climate change and they are trying to be more proactive about it and their actions. And I believe that they would pay more for an event if they know that it's going towards green and sustainability initiatives and seeing that on site. Um, So it's a bit of both. I get that sometimes it is a budget issue or a budget concern. Um, But yeah, you can definitely increase prices and say like, this is an eco fee and we're spending it on this and this and just be transparent about it. Being transparent, but also tying it back to that cause. So you've attended our conferences and I think in in October of last year, where we gave our attendees the chance to purchase trees to help yes. us um, with forest restoration in the boreal forest in northern Canada. And, you know, for us, that was a no-brainer incorporating in that into our event. But mm-hmm. a lot of planners responded to us and said, whoa, this is such a great idea. Forget the swag bags and the experiential kits. Nothing against those. Those those add to virtual event experiences. Of course. But let's think beyond that and a bit in, in a bigger scope of things. And buy a tree for your kid, for your grandkid, for your nephew, your niece, whoever. It's helping the environment. You're promoting by, you know, showing that you care about the environment and the climate. Um, those are the simple things. So it doesn't have to be big grand gestures, um, but meaningful ones. Right. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I don't know about you, but have having attended so many different trade shows and then you end up with all of this like quote unquote junk right. at the end of the day. And so for me, I much rather put money towards um, planting a tree or donating to a specific organization um, than to collect all this swag. Yeah. And, you know, as guilty as we are as an industry of perpetuating, you know, all this waste full thinking and actions. I do feel like we've made progress. Like I really don't want to slam our industry that bad because we started making some great progress over, you know, I would like definitely a decade or so, but then, you know, Corona COVID-19 decided to rear its ugly head in the world. And we, we have seen that people are pulling back or feeling like they need to pull back on sustainability um, with the reason being, Oh, it's not their safety concerns around, you know, all that stuff. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've had conversations with some of your clients. What's your take? I'm curious to hear your take on, can we be safe? Can we be sustainable too? That's I think kind of so. a big thing right now. Yeah. 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 I think there's definitely a gap, like we mentioned earlier, between like the education and the doing. And I think right now the gap is between our reusables sort of safe and do attendees or clients feel comfortable using reusables. Um, 
I don't think there's been enough information out there to the larger community um, or to everyone about like reusables being okay and being safe um, if they're being properly washed and sanitized. Um, Because if you think about a disposable cup or a disposable anything, um, like how many people have actually touched it in the fact, mm-hmm. in the manufacturing process and the shipping process. And like in our head, we think it's clean, be, quote unquote clean, because it's wrapped in plastic. But how many people actually touched it before it got to you? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people forget about. Yeah, at these venues, they are using like commercial grade dishwashers, right? It's not mm-hmm. the one in your house at home. No. <laughs> these things are being run through high temps, destroying any kind of germ or bacteria on there. Um, Whereas your plastic water bottle or juice or whatever it is has been touched who knows how many times to get to you. Um, And I feel like it's those simple, let's not forget, we can think for ourselves and question and feel empowered to ask the powers that be in our industry too, its suppliers. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let's challenge you on that. No, thank you, Convention Center, when you reopen and I want to have my event like pushing back is going to be the thing that causes progress. I feel like in our industry, Definitely. right. As, as much as we've made progress, there's still a long way to go. Um, and we kind of touched on, on the mindset part of it, but what do you, why do you think it is we're not making progress nearly as quick as other industries out there when it comes to sustainability? I think it's just a lack of maybe like consciousness of it. It's like you think about it maybe in your day to day, Um, but with an event, it's almost like you have totally different mindset or your brain is in a different area. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's just not, it does not at the top, it's not at the top of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think podcasts like this and just other conversations is what needs to happen to bring them to top of mind. Um, and to remind people that there are lots of things that we can do, um, in all the areas of planning an event, um, to reduce its impact. Yeah. And I love what you said at the top of when we started this episode about having make making those incremental changes. It's not all or nothing kind of thinking mm-hmm. that's needed here. It's let's do this for this event. Let's measure it we're, because we're really big into, uh, and with your background, I'm sure you are too. It's all about the data and measuring mm-hmm. to learn about where you can go from there. So implement one small thing at your first event. If it's an annual event, let's say, and come back next year with two more things based on the data of what you've discovered. So I feel like that thinking is very feasible because we do it as planners. We create spreadsheets. Oh my God, (laughs) Excel's like our best friend, right? So there's spreadsheets, there's checklists. Why can't we incorporate sustainability in that part of the pre-event planning process from the get-go, rather it be an afterthought, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I believe in our industry. I think there's a lot of people out there wanting to do better, but they feel lost. And I I personally feel hopeful. We do have a long way to go. It's a journey. We always say sustainability. Um, What about it? What about sustainability? What about our industry, knowing it for as long as you've been in it? What makes you hopeful for the future for us? Honestly, I think the pandemic, um, it caused every single event planner to pause at least for a little bit before going virtual or um, figuring out what they were going to do with all their clients and their events. But it made everyone pause for a minute. And even going 
straight into virtual events, um, you realize like there's so much less stuff, physical stuff that you need. Um, and I think that has caused everyone to rethink how they're going to be planning, how they're going to be executing. And I think that's been really helpful and really um, hopeful to me um, that it is now top of mind um, thinking about like masks and being clean and making every making sure everything's like sanitized. Um, and I think that's just so important that because of this huge pause that we've had to have, um, it's causing everyone to rethink how they are doing things. I, I completely agree with you. I think everyone's consciousness has been kicked up a notch or two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because of the pandemic, we're thinking about the way we live our lives every day from a personal perspective. What's important? What's no longer that important? Do we need to jump on the plane to go to the next you know, conference that's a day or so. Yeah. Uh, can we as attendees um, push back on on having a virtual component to that? So hybrid events, right? Why mm -hmm. don't we just do more of those and give people the option and talk about inclusivity? That's a whole other thing when we talk about sustainability, tying it back to, you know, SDG goals, um, uh, being inclusive. Um, opening up your event to more diverse audiences, it kind of checks a lot of other boxes other than just jumping on the plane, right? If you think about it. So I would hope that our industry has had a, had time to sit back and really reassess um, ways in which we can, and we're really good at this, thinking outside of the box, right? We're planners. Yes. <laughs> think about ways we can really make a bigger impact. So I agree with you. I am hopeful to a sil silver lining from the pandemic and lockdowns we always yes. have to find the silver lining. So thank you for mentioning that because I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so we we always like to close off our episodes with our guests by asking them for a suggestion, you know, one or two things that our listeners can incorporate um, and changes they can make. And so I'm curious to know what your recommendations to our listeners would be. Yeah, the first or my like top tip is the first R, reduce. Um, questioning yourself, whether it's in your event, in your day to day, why you need that item that you're about to purchase, why you're including it into your event. Is it absolutely necessary? And just start with that. Start with reducing. You're reducing the physical things, um, the amount of energy that's used and things like that. Um, so start there before buying an eco-friendly alternative or anything like that, just reduce first and that will help reduce your environmental impact. Yeah, definitely. We speed, we need a lot less than we think we do. Definitely. <laughs> you know, it's, it's no longer kind of go big or go home. It's, we have to like think about going small to save our home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm really conscious of that. Nat and I were actually talking this morning and I'm in the process of decluttering and, um, uh, we actually have a big life move happening. My family and I are moving and we're decluttering and, and kind of getting rid of all this stuff in our house. And mm -hmm. it blows my mind how much stuff we've actually accumulated. And I felt so embarrassed telling her about that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that this is my, this was my aha moment. So as we move into a new home, I've made a conscious decision to be a lot more minimalistic in terms of possessions and do we need it what can I use that I have and repurpose it um you know so it it applies to all levels in our lives not just corporate you know or business 
personally too, I feel like our values need to really align with Definitely. our businesses. And so for all the entrepreneurs out there and business owners listening, remember that, you know, it's not just doing one thing at home and something else in your business. They kind of have to work hand in hand because otherwise you're not being your true authentic self, right? So good, good point. Thank you so much. My <laughs> so, pleasure. Um, thank you for, for agreeing to chat with me today. It's a beautiful spring day and I know I'm itching to get out and go for a nice walk and take in yes. some sunshine. <laughs> you are too. So I won't keep you anymore, but for our listeners, you can, um, learn more about Romina and her company on her website, ecofriendlyevents.ca. We'll also include a link to it in when we post this podcast, as well as a link to her LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile. Um, and you can connect with her there. So thank you again and have a great weekend, Romina. Thank you. You too. Have a good thank one. You.